Yo, yo, welcome back. It is episode four of the It's All Opinion podcast. On my left, I have Pike, a producer out of Denver. And on my right, I have Jim Young, a rapper out of Queens, New York. And we're talking about their new project, PB&J. Great conversation. So obviously on the other side of this, check it out. What do I want? Welcome back to the It's All Opinion podcast, the only podcast where it's all opinion. Um, it's straight facts here. And if it's not facts, it's an opinion. Uh, this is the first episode in 2022. Everybody, um, I have Pike here and I have Jam Young on the other side of me. Uh, first off, I just want to say happy uh, 2022. Congratulations. We made it to another year. Um that being said, I am your host, Nate Sperlin. Thank you for listening on Spotify, YouTube, Apple mute, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Anchor, kind of rusty here, and other DSPs that I haven't named. Uh, do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel or the podcast page, however you're watching or listening, however you're consuming the podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Old Milk Media um, and Twitter on, at Old Milk Media. Again, kind of rusty. Sorry, guys, kind of nervous. It's my first time in like mad long um once again i already said it before but i'm here with pike on the left of me and jam young on my right uh thank you for being here guys thanks for having me all right so they have their new project that came out i believe uh almost no it came out last friday didn't it last friday uh pb and j um so they're here to obviously talk about that um, but obviously I have questions for them, first of all. Um, so let's get straight into it. My first uh, thought um, when I was thinking about uh, planning this podcast was I wanted to ask, um, how did you guys meet and what was the moment individually that you guys realized that this partnership between you two would be a fruitful one? Pike, <laughs> uh, you care if I take it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, so basically... Uh, me and my ex-girl at the time, I, I, so I used to travel a lot, um, basically going to different states. And when I started doing that, I, I, you know, this, this is like beginning of Facebook, really. Like Facebook was at its prime. Like everybody was on it. There was no IG. Um, so I used to go to different states and I shot a video in Memphis back when I was like 21, 22. So when I, decided, when I went to Denver for the first time, my, my goal was like, yo, I'm going to try to link up with a producer or a videographer and kind of just hit up a bunch of like Facebook um, group group groups. So I hit one up and hoping that like, you know, a thousand, you know, a bunch of people be like, yo, you're from New York. Let me hit, let me talk to you. But Pike was the only one who had me up. Um, and we was trying to, uh, you know, we was trying to meet, but you know, the, the timings and just stuff, you know, like stuff I had plans, stuff that he had planned didn't work out, but he was like, yo, I'm gonna send you some beats. Um, and I was like, yeah, hundred percent. So I actually still got some of those beats on my computer, on my computer my 2013 computer but um we basically just started doing that and then we just kept in contact so uh pike produced a couple songs on my on my second project called uh one step closer um and then we did a bunch of like singles but i think you know i, I think even though we had like a, a relationship over the internet we weren't like fully like immersed yet and then um 
Pike was like, yo, in like 2018, he was like, no, 2017, I think 2017, he was like, yo, I'm gonna, uh, I'm coming with my boy um, to to New York. And I was like, I bet, like, say less, let me know what's good. And uh, we ended up linking up a couple of times that weekend and kind of showing, you know, showing her the New York vibes. Uh, we got to chill with like Raz Cast and JMO Gang and um, hit up a couple shows uh, and bars and stuff. So ever since then, we kind of, that's when we like, I knew like, oh shit, this is bigger than just a internet relationship and like a, a, a rapper and producer kind of vibe. Um, and then I told him, I was like, yo, Pike, don't play with me, man. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. I remember telling him this in the Airbnb. I was like, yo, I was like, I'm going to come next year to Denver. And he was like, all right, bet. I'm like, all right, what, what time do you think works for you? I'm like, I was thinking like April, May. He was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, once I say it, once I put it in the, in the, in, in the brain, it's manifesting, like it's going to happen. So uh, after we met, he, I told him that. Like we figured it out like literally like a, maybe a month later. And then, and then I, I flew to Denver, and that's kind of how the whole project kind of, like, began and started. We booked a show together out there. He booked the dope-ass gallery, and we just, you know, did a bunch of events. So, um, and that was great, because now I got, a, I got a good friend, and I also got a dope-ass producer, so. Um, so, Pike, what would you say would be the moment that you realized that the partnership with Jim Young would be a fruitful one? Uh, once we finally met, um, I would say, say then, um, yeah, as an engineer and producer, I work with a lot of people, I have people come in and out. It's not very often that somebody will come rapping and be like, I want to go hang out with that person outside. Um, you know, there are, there are a couple of people like that, but yeah, it was, it was a connection that was more than just like music. Um, and it probably helped that, you know, we met in New York, not necessarily like in the studio, um. But yeah, he said next year we're gonna make it happen, and um, yeah, it came out, and that that definitely once we started working like together, I, I think it was over by then. It was on. Yeah, for sure. And just to jump, just to jump on that milk, like what's crazy is I uh, twenty nine. I, I would say like twenty eighteen was really when like. So I, I've been pursuing music since I was younger, but like I knew I wanted to pursue it. Like I was like, yo, I got nothing holding me back. No school, no, no this, no, you know what I mean? Like I had nothing, no obligations to myself, except to myself. So I was like, yo, I want to do music full time. I always want to do that. So now I have opportunity to do it. So then I met Pike at 28 and 28 was kind of like a, a game changer for me. Cause that was like the first time I went on tour I, I went from doing like a bunch of like single shows, like, you know, I'd go to like Rhode Island and do a show, Connecticut do a show. And like, that was cool. But to be able to like start stringing shows together and building connections across country, like not just through the internet, but like face to face kind of like took my career to another level. So when I, when I got in the studio with Pike, it was like the first time that I was like able to kind of like just be free with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like I had four days, like literally we go upstairs, go to sleep, wake up, like pour a cup of coffee, eat some eggs and go back downstairs and like go to work. And it was like a dream that I never like got to realize until that moment. So when I was, when, when I found out I could work downstairs, like I was like, I got to go downstairs and work. That's it. Like, I don't got to go take seven trains or, you know what I mean? Go to the Bronx, Brooklyn, all this shit. I'm like, yo, it's on man. Like, I mean, I probably, I probably kept Pike up longer than it's supposed to. Cause I was just like, yo, I was like, I, I need, we need to make these records, man. We got to make some heat. Um, 
yeah, I just, I think I just love it so much, man. And like when me and Pike linked up and the fact that we not only just had chemistry as like, as like artists and friends, like we had, we, you know, we challenged each other and like bounced off ideas. And I think sometimes like bouncing off ideas can be like very difficult with people because, you know, some people hear it this way or see it this way, where I feel like we're both very open to ideas. We're like, all right, you know what? Let's try it. Let's, the only thing to do is try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We cut it, you know? Um, and I'm a very like visual and like, uh, like just, I, I like to touch and feel and hear things. I'm a very sensual, uh, sensory learner. So, you know, from when I, when I do something, I gotta, I gotta, I want to bring it to fruition. And if it sounds like shit, then I'd switch it up. You know what I'm saying? So. So that actually brought about two questions. The first one is probably a quicker one. So I'm going to get to that first. Um, I saw you perform um, at the Shalizi event, I believe like either a month or two ago. That's when we first met uh, Jam Young. And uh, your performance is really great. I could tell that you really care about that and not many artists really do. So can you talk about how important performance is performing is to you and why you take so much pride in doing it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um... I mean, I think as a fan of music, like, I, I mean, I like that you love basketball because basketball is my other favorite thing. But basketball and music are synonymous in the way that when you perform live, like, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a moment that you have to be kind of captured in. Um, and I always I always love the artmanship, the artistry and the, and the artship of, like, everything. So I used to go to so many shows, bro, like, friend shows, like, professional shows, and just, like, watch. I would just be amazed, right? Like, you're sitting in the crowd. Oh my God, look what this guy's doing. Look what this guy's doing. And then for me as a rapper, it's like, you're kind of like limited, right? You don't got a band most of the time. You don't got this and that. So if you're one person that can captivate, whether it's five people, 50 people, 500 people, then to me, that's like, a, that's really like a skill and an art on its own because a lot of times, like, you know what I mean? You have backup. If you mess up a lyric, you have someone ad libbing you. If you have, if you, if you mess up a, a drum beat, like there's somebody, there's other things going on that people are like paying attention to. Whereas a, as a rapper, you all eyes are on you, like the way Tupac said it, man. So when I when I when I started performing again in, two, in 2015, I just wanted to like figure out a way to like just embody my passion for music, but also just like give people a show. Like they deserve, they came out in the cold, or if they came out whatever day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like they came out not just to support their friend, they came out to see something dope. And like the benefit of like cross cross promoting and, and cross contamination with artists is like you get a chance to to not just I want to call it stealing fans I would say you start the chance to like make fans like really make and meet people and like before before I even performed you and me had like a whole vibe going on we was talking about music and sports and a whole bunch of other shit and I think like especially in the intimate setting you get a chance to do that so for me I just I just try to treat every show as if I'm already I'm already performing at MSG you know what I'm saying like I want people to know to take this shit serious because it's not just your own time you're wasting, you're wasting other people's time. And if there's something that you love, then you should be the best at it. Your best version of yourself. Like I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I'm saying the best version of myself I, I want it to be. And that, and that show actually was probably, um, I don't know, I, it was something different about the energy in that room when I got on stage and I, and I could feel it. And I was like, yo, this is like almost like a teachable moment because some of the some of the acts before me, I could tell, you know, they, they were still, they're still working their way up to to being um, a little better on, on like holding a microphone or rapping or engaging with the crowd. So I'm like, all right, not only this is a moment for me to make new fans, but it's a moment to show people like, yo, y'all can do this too. Like, 
care about just care about shit. Like memorize this shit. Like engage with people. Slap people, you know what I mean? Give people fives. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone came here for a moment. So um sorry to go. Uh, I feel like I was ranting a little bit. No, nah, you're fine. Uh I just yeah, I just, I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just I just love being in the moment. And that's something that, that I think is hard to do in life. So when you get on stage, like everything kind of like wipes off and you're just like, yo, I got four songs, two songs. I'm going to give the six minutes are going to be the best six minutes of my life. You know? So the, se- the second part or the second question that um, spawned from your previous soliloquy um, was what do you guys like and dislike about working with each other? And can you summarize your partnership in a phrase or a word or um, yeah. Yo, Pike, I feel like you, you just you take the reins on this one because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> uh, I like, well, you asked that question after you talked about how much you love performing. And I've said this in a, uh, several interviews that he can, it doesn't matter if there's five people or 100 people, he's going to go up and perform and give it his best. And then he's going to go talk to all five of those people or he's going to go try and talk to all 100 of those people and, you know, coming from me, like introverted rapper. I mean, that's why I'm in the basement. I'm the engineer. I'm the producer. I'm behind the boards or behind the DJ thing. So having somebody that's like super passionate and is going to be that, you know, mouthpiece to go out and talk to all those fans has been the best, um, best part of it. I would say the worst is just distance. Um, He's, he's been, he's been awesome, you know, compared to some people about sending emails and, you know, there's stuff that I've done with people that still haven't been finished for months and years. Um, But like that, we're able to like keep knocking this stuff out, even despite the different uh, distance has been awesome. But um, yeah, imagine how much stuff we could get done if you lived up the street or, or vice versa. Oh yeah, man. I, that's, that's something I didn't even think about. Um, I guess to piggyback off that, I mean, the the best thing about partnerships are the fact that, like, you just kind of hold each other accountable. Now, that can also be the most annoying part, right? Like, you know, sometimes I'm sure if I pike at 4 o'clock in the morning, he just put his baby to sleep, you know what I'm saying? Probably not the best time to hit him up, but when my mind is like an artist, I, I just, you know, I kind of just go and I and I – and uh, I appreciate that he doesn't, you know, doesn't, if he has something to say about that, he'll say, he'll say it. And I think that's also important that we, you know, create like a, a, a safe environment to just be able to speak our, our minds and agree and disagree. Like a perfect example, we went, we went to the studio, to a different studio together. And, uh, and we only, we, we just kind of wanted to make a song on the web. We was like, yo, two hours, we're just going to try to make a song. And I kind of told them like, you know, during the, during the session, Usually, like in two hours, like if it was us three, let's say right now, Mook, if we was if we was if we was uh, in the studio right now, we could probably bang out two, three joints. Like I just, because I because I, I, I can feel the the energy. But when I the music was the vibe was a little off, I told them I'm like, yo, listen, this song is probably not gonna be the best because I I don't like the energy that I'm getting from this from this in particular environment. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, distance is obviously one of them. But I mean, for the most part. Like there's there's no complaints, you know. We all have our own little like knickknacks and habits that like you know putting an album out, bro. Like I've never I I barely put out an album before this, which was stressful as hell. 
So to be able to do that with someone else is like almost like double the stress because like I can feel when Pike's stressed and I can he can feel when I'm stressed. And like I think that's the only like negative of it is just like because we're also just not physically with each other or we both have so much going on outside of our lives that that is like a you know you almost get like mad at the person even though it's not really their fault. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. other than that though, like I have there's not I don't have any complaints, man. Like his him and his family are wonderful people and they've shown nothing but love to me and to make an album that they helped with and love. Like that's one for the record books, you know. So one last thing before we actually get into the new album, PB and J. Pike, you are a audio engineer and that's something that is at least in my circle uh something that i don't some a person that i don't really encounter often so can you talk about something that you wish people knew about how much skill it takes to be a good audio engineer uh it it takes it takes a lot of practice um like there's a there's a lot of moving parts, especially you know I recorded and engineered this entire album, so um, that is a lot you know eleven tracks plus you know we have a couple bonus tracks and singles and stuff, um, so that's a it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice, um, uh, a lot of moving parts to it, so. You know, I would just say respect your engineer, thank your engineer for making you sound good. Um, and yeah, res- respect, I think, is uh, what unsung. I, I don't want to say unsung hero, but like you said, you don't encounter that many. Some people might just be like, oh, this song sounds good, but not um, give props to the guy that recorded it and mixed it. So just just more awareness for the for those people. So getting into PB&J, uh, I think the first obvious question is, is um, what was the vision behind the sonics of this project and what did you want this project to accomplish? Want to start off, Mike? Um, you know, honestly, I don't think, Jam can add to this, I don't think we had a vision uh, starting out because um, it was done during two trips. So in like 2018, we just started, you know, hanging out um, and making music and recording. And I think by the end of the week, we had enough for a project. And um, 2019, they came back and we finished it up and planned the tour and everything. That's when it kind of started to take more shape. Um, I think there were there were times where, hey, maybe we should make a slow song. Maybe we should make this type of song to kind of round out the project. Um, but mostly, you know, working and if it sounded good, we'd keep going. I don't think there were too many songs that we started and just said, no, that's not going to work. I don't know if I have any of those. So it's like everything we did over those two weeks made the, made the cut. Cause it was just, you know, good, good working conditions. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think, you know, like I said kind of before uh, the call back was that like this is the first time that I that we got to like not only just be in the studio together like one on one, but it's the first time that we had so much access. I felt like I had so much access to music, so it was like I was like you know I was hungry. I was I you know, and I'm all and I know I kind of talked about the vibe as well. Like when the vibe is right, 
like I, we just kind of go through, we just kind of go through things. So when, um, like, I don't remember any particular necessarily like moment per se, but when we were going through beats and like making beats, you know, like that's how we kind of just like, I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, keep that going. Like, and then you just, and then we just kind of felt it. I think overall, like as the trip, the first trip went on, you know, we, we originally called the project Psychedelic Experience because like Colorado, it was the first time I ever heard of dabs. It was the first time I seen people taking dabs. It was the first time I, I got into like, like legal weed, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh shit, I could buy weed at the fucking store, bro. I was like, this shit is some other shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, people in Colorado were just so much more like laid back and like, you know, they like doing psychedelics and shrooms and shit. So for me, I was like, all right, like, even though I don't do the psychedelics, I'm trying to give people that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to, I wanted to give them like, you know, the East Coast soulful rap shit mixed in with like, this vibe like you could be high watching this like it's like it's like that solace you get when you and you look up at the stars you know what i mean when you're just laying on grass or like at a festival like that feeling i wanted to like accentuate you know what i'm saying because music is a drug too so that's why originally we had it like that i, I thought it'd be like that because i'm like all right i'm giving you this experience from colorado like this album would not be made the same way if we was in new york or if we was in you know zimbabwe or whatever like it would have been just totally different um Bob. So I think in terms of like feeling and um and musically, that's kind of where our headspace was at. And then we just kind of like ran with it. You know, like the first time uh, it was mostly like a lot, a lot of the rap rap stuff on the project happened the first time, right? Like the come up to um, which is actually a culmination of of songs that uh that I already had released that me and my my my, uh, my former DJ partner uh DJ Ray Black like had performed with me and stuff. So he kind of came up with the hook, like, oh man, this is a perfect time to kind of like let's let's bring this shit together. And I like that because it reminds me of Jay-Z's um um moment of clarity where he kind of like names all his uh like rap albums in the beginning. So when he did that, I was like, yo, that's that's some shit that like you know what I'm saying hits hits to me in the heart. So a lot of the rap rap stuff happened that time, and the second time he came back was a lot more of like melodic shit. Like we came back and we were like, all right, let's put some, let's put some sauce and swag to the album. And, you know, we came up with like Moon Rocks and, um, and The Weeknd and, and, and kind of just felt the vibe, right? Cause now we're good. Like we already did, like we already did half an album. So the next, the, the other part to me was actually like just free. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the intention in mind. And PBJ just ended up being like super fun. So I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but. For sure. Um, so on the second part of the question, what did you guys want to accomplish with PB&J? Um, make a good, well, yeah, just make a good, uh, fun album. I don't I don't think um, just, yeah, working together. I didn't really, as far as producing and engineering goes, I didn't really have a overall goal. I, I, I say, like I've said, it's kind of semi-autobiographical, uh, just like a lot of the raps are about that time and place about what we're doing. We're, we're in Denver, we're going to the dispensaries, we're playing these shows, we're hanging out together. Um, a lot of it was just, you know, kind of putting that uh, on wax, those, just those moments of getting together and working on music and like having fun with your friends. So. Yeah. And I, and I hope that one, that that got, that got, came across to, I think that like, you know, like some of the, like, all right, like one of the best albums in history, Good Kid, Mad City, right? 
Like we didn't, I, like, I've never been to Compton. I know a bunch of people haven't been. And like the best part, one of the best things about the album is that like he puts you in the, like the driver's seat, right? You're like, you're like, oh shit, I've never been to this place, but but through Kendrick's eyes, I can feel it. And I think that when it comes to PB and J, obviously it's a much lighter project. But I think the whole goal when we made it was like, yo, if you've never been to Denver, if you've never if you've never felt this way before, I'm here to I'm here to give you that experience. I'm here to show you that oh shit, this is new to me, and I want you to come on this ride with me. I want you to know how this this trio this album came to be. Um, and honestly, I didn't even realize that we were really making an album until like Pike started mixing it. And he was like, "Yo, listen to this," and I'm like, "Yo, like." You know, because I think in my head, I always thought like my first album, like I was like, yo, I'm going to put like fucking 20 G budget. I'm going to get Static Selector. I'm going to get like Pimo Scratches. I'm going to get this feature, that feature. So, you know, I never really thought about it as an album until later. I'm like, yo, like not even accidentally, like I manifested, I always wanted to make an album with some with some dope ass people. And like, here it is. Like I did it like without even like blinking. You know, um, and and I think that was like in terms of just like intention of like where I want the album to go, man. I just I want people to see like the songwriting is is crispy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could rap. You know what I mean? I, I I think people have known that for a long time. Um, but something that always I carry with me. The first project I ever dropped, my manager, who's still one of my biggest supporters, um, he was always like, "Yo, the album is dope, but like, where's the hooks at?" Where's the where's the songs at? Like where the shit that we can sing? Like and he's like super flamboyant, gay, and like for the for a lot of communities, bro. When you go to the club, they want it. You want to hit a hook, man. Like you know what I'm saying? That's the that pushing pushing P type shit. That's the shit that people quote forever, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I don't, people don't even know what it is, but it's like, but it's but it, it's it started a movement, right? Just off a hook. So like that's why I want like from songwriting to even to performing. When I when I write songs now. I'm thinking about how I'm rocking this at a show. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, all right, like the weekend is a perfect example. Like, all right, we know how, we know who, what crowd is gonna like that. We know when to play that record. We're not playing that when we're fucking, you know what I mean? High on the couch and like sunken down and watching a movie. We're gonna play that shit when the, when the girls come in, clubs going on, you know? So I think for the intention of of, of songwriting and just to, to be the, the best Jam Young album that's out right now, I mean, basically, until the next thing, you know? So throughout the project, there's little sound bites. Um, I Some of them I'm not familiar with, but obviously, like the Family Guy one on For Granted, obviously I know that one because Family Guy is one of my favorite um, cartoons of all time. Um, but that being said, there's a lot of them there. So can you guys talk about the process in terms of selecting sound bites? Like how much work did you, how many... How many pieces of visual media did you have to go through to be like, okay, well, this is going to be on the project. This is going to be on the project versus um, actually deciding where to place it. Like, just talk about the whole process around that. Do you care if I just start for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Um, So to be honest, like, I love, I've been doing that in my music for a long time. Um, But over the past few years, I've been kind of like actually staying away from like that type of stuff. Uh, But like Pike was really enthusiastic about it. So this is one of the compromises. I was like, you know what? I see you got a vision. Just run with it. So I'm gonna let him run with it and tell you where he got where he got a lot of those ideas and samples from. Yeah, that was um 
yeah, my my touches to kind of make it a little bit more cohesive. Like I said, it was originally called something else. And once we changed the name, um, it just like had a fun vibe. Um, and one of the reasons like what inspired it was when we were on tour, um, I think we were cruising through Ohio. Um, I was listening to Gambino, Childish Gambino because the internet, and they have so many like Great album. they're not like rap skits, but they're outros and they're clips. And he, you know, stops rapping to like talk and like all these cool um, switch ups. And, and that was just like my my attempt to um, take like a 316 song that was pretty standard and like add something else to it um, to make it a little bit more interesting. So. Um, yeah, digging through records. Um, I did a whole like behind the scenes series that's on my website um, and on YouTube. And I was kind of going over like, oh, I had this sample and I used this. And so it was various stuff from my record collection. And then um, I think there are a couple things that I remembered, like the Family Guy one, but most of it was just <laughs> Googling PB&J movie quotes and just see like what pops up and what I could find and what fit. Um, I, th I do know what most of them were. Um, I think there was maybe only one or two that I found like doing that, but most of them was like, oh yeah, that's from that show. I mean, if I had sat there and thought about it, I don't know if I'd have found that clip from season five show whatever of that show but um so thank you google for making those recommendations and then it was just downloading them and seeing where they fit so out of all the tracks the one that stands out in terms of sound is the weekend there's like a it's a very it very much feels like it's intended to be played in the club and that's so much different from all the other tracks. So can you guys talk about the strategy and the thought process behind making that song? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think so. Pike makes a lot of stuff. Um, and at the time, DJ Ray Black also made a lot of music. So I think for him, it was refreshing to listen to other people's beats. So we just went through a bunch of Pike beats and we were like, yo, we need like something. We, need, we just need something different. Like, I don't think we intended to pick like that vibe and that um, beat like selection per se, but when it came on, it was just so infectious, man. And uh, something that I learned that I got better at too, like <clears throat> about making hooks, like DJ Ray Black was really good at making hooks. So um, he kind of just like, you know, he went with the vibe. He was just like, listen, this is where the vibe taking me. I'm going here. And once he did that, uh, it's all good for the weekend type of thing. We just, we just like, oh yeah, this is this is we taking it to the next level. Um, and this is this is actually funny because when we went back to the song, the whole second half, peanut butter jelly with a dope ass rap, like that was that was that was when I already like I the funny thing between having a year off and going back to like music is that I told you that 2018 and 2019, like I feel like my songwriting and my pen game just started like you can see like the, the increase of it like real fat, like a lot faster if he was paying attention so when we got into the studio like all those touch-ups became even better like that whole peanut butter jelly dope ass rap like that that was a that was a whole collaborative effort of like great minds put coming together um i'd be curious actually i want to know what pike thinks i want to know from his perspective what happened because you know it's it's funny when you hear hears hear the same story but in, in from someone else's eyes 
Yeah. Um, that was one that I did for like a sync library a long time ago. I don't remember what show it was, but, um, didn't get picked up. And so I had like two or three kind of dancey club beats. I didn't, I didn't have too many, but I made them all for like a specific brief and, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember if you said we need a song like this or if I was just going through and it came up on my list and somebody's like, oh, yeah, that let's work with that. Um, but I will say, like, that's a good thing about like the in-home studio and them being here for a week is you're able to try some stuff. Like if we're on the clock, maybe be like, uh, that's that's so out of you know left field for what we're working on and eh, maybe not. But when you're all here hanging out, working at, you know, all day, it's like, yeah, why not? It's super easy. You know, I got the mic right here. Let's just, let's do it. And um, yeah, Ray was really good about letting the music take him, come up with an idea for a hook. And, um, and we've gotten better at doing that. Like the last trip jam was out. We were kind of doing the same thing, going through beats, and then you kind of hum and get a word or something. And then once you, once everybody's like, yeah, I kind of like that, then it's just, all right, let's actually put it down um, and build it from there. And then, yeah, the second trip we added, um, I think we added layers to the hook and we added the intro and we added the outro. Um, so, yeah, that, that one definitely uh, grew on me. Uh, I like that one a lot more now, now that we, you know, took it took that time off and thought of more ideas to flesh it out and add the different sections and stuff like that. So what's yeah, next? Up, hold up, Milk. I just want to do one. I want to just shout out uh, Jackie and my homegirl Janine, who put some vocals on that too. We, we wanted a little women's touch on the, on the ad libs and they, and they were very nice to, to be a part of the project. So I just wanted to shout them out on the podcast. Cause you know what I mean? It got to give credit when credit is due, you know? Not for sure. They definitely did their thing on that prod on that um track for sure. Um, so final question before we get to the final segment. Um, what is next for the duo of Pike and Jim Young? Yeah. Well, if, if I'm making the list, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, so during quarantine, uh, Pike has sent me a bunch of unfinished records, and we probably have like six or seven of those. And uh, that I that I filled in, like, you know, what I mean, he had like an empty verse and I was like, all right, let me do this. And I kind of went crazy with it. And I got I, I was saying up everybody I haven't worked with yet. Like, I just love working with people. Um, I know, you know, business side, people get a little shaky and shit, but I really am just like a creative at heart. And, you know, we got our ASCAP and BMI all settled up. So for me, I'm like, all right, let's make a record. And if it pops and it's hot then we all win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, you know, like if we're especially on the same level, like it's one thing if I'm trying to get like, I mean, I'm going to just say if someone outlandish, like let's try and get Jake Cole on a record, right? Like, obviously I know I got to put a bread for that, but it's like, if we're on the same level and I think, and I respect you as an artist and I feel like, yo, I'm going to send you a record. Let's make, let's make something. Let's do something. So we did like a feature. I got like a feature. Um, we got a bunch of features from like some really dope ass people that we have kind of in the works. But um, I don't know. I think um, after we release a bunch of music together as like singles, I mean, I'd be curious and uh, like love, love to like do something a little bit different from PB and J, and just like have me and Pike, like me and Pike, do the same process of going into the studio, but making something, you know, uh, a little more like who we are now. You know what I mean? Because 
that that album started with like three, almost four years ago. So, you know, now he has a kid. I have different life experiences, you know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of that needs to be kind of put fleshed out and pushed out into the world. So whatever that, whatever comes from that EP album, three albums, who knows? Yeah, I just, I just say, you know, PB&J related, what's next? Uh, we got a couple videos. Um, I, we, you know, this was originally going to come out in 2020. And right before I was coming out was March, what, like 13th. I canceled my flight and by Monday, everything was shut down in the world. So, um, so we've been sitting on this for a while and, um, so we didn't get a chance to do like the shows and the tours and the album release parties and stuff like that. So hopefully some of that, some of the videos, and then, yeah, like Jam said, connecting with the people, the artists that are coming out to say, oh, I really like that because we have ideas for remixes and stuff like that. Um, and Jam's doing, we're doing a single a week for the whole year um so yeah, yeah. 50, 52 chances to make some more tunes i don't know how many more we have uh like primed going forward but i'm sure we'll be working on that um for the year and then yeah kind of see where that takes us i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll put together another project soon so final segment here is a segment where I give uh, guests a chance to speak their piece. So you get a minute and you can promote whatever you want to promote or say whatever you want to say. Um, so that being said, I'll step back and let you guys have your minute. All right. So we get a minute each or. Um, how do you want to do it? I, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I, I mean, I feel like. I, I'll give you a minute each. Going I'll right. give you a minute each. That sounds good. Let me know when to go because I'm ready to roll. You go, go ahead right now. All right, dope. So uh, I go by the name of Jamie Young. Jamie Young Music on everything. JamieYoungMusic.com. Uh, pretty much, man, I'm going to be flooding the streets, the virtual streets with so much music, man. I, I think you're going to be sick of me by the time the year ends. But 52 singles are dropping. Well, number five is already in the works coming out on Friday called No Brainer, uh, produced by my man Pike. Um, and it's going to be a no-brainer to listen to. But basically, I also I got uh, two or three... Yeah, you know what I mean? I also got uh, two or three more projects, some old projects that I'm releasing, um, including a whole pro two whole projects with DJ Ray Black that I'm going to be putting out this year. And then um, to finish out the year, I'm working on a I'm finishing an album called Uncomfortable, which is a follow-up to, to growth. So um, you're going to get four albums out of me this year, maybe some other EPs and projects, but 52 singles for sure every week. So follow me on Spotify, follow me on everything. I'm gonna, it's gonna be so much music and so much content. I got music. I got. I got a music video probably dropping a uh, surprise drop. Since I'm, since I'm, since I don't know when it's gonna air. We'll put a surprise drop sometime this this next week or so. Um. So just just get ready. Bars, love, music. It's gonna be. It's gonna be there for the whole whole year. Just talk about anything, or we? Yeah. Go ahead. Just you could just plug whatever you could if you have anything you want to get off your chest. Now's the time to do it. All right. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, my name's Pike. Uh, you can check me out at 4D2Dproductions.com. Pike 4D2D pretty much everywhere. Some variation of that. Um, yeah, once this project drops, um, 
I haven't made too many beats in a while. Um, so I gotta, I gotta replenish cause jam keeps raiding my stash, uh, for these singles and stuff. So I'll be replenishing that dropping more beats. Um, I'm yeah, I'm in the middle of two other projects. We'll see, uh, how those, how those flesh out and, um, uh, doing a bunch of sync work. So a lot of my stuff will be kind of exclusive behind the scenes. So you see it on TV or commercial, um, yeah. you'll be seeing that more and more the ball's rolling just got one a day. So, um, we're going to see more of that hopefully. And, um, just random thoughts. Uh, I hope Matthew Stafford wins a Super Bowl. Um, Ike <laughs> deserves it. He got out of Detroit. Um, I wish Barry Sanders and Kelvin Johnson got the chance to do it as well. So that's my two cents. All, All right. Calvin Johnson. And OBJ, you heard? And OBJ. I'm, I'm really rooting for the Rams because of OBJ because they tried to bury him in Cleveland and that wasn't that wasn't fair. It's not his fault that Baker Mayfield is trash, but I digress. Um, that being said, time to wrap it up. You can listen to Jam Young and Pike's uh, album PBNJ on Spotify and Apple Music. You can also connect with Jam Young and Pike on Instagram and Twitter. All the links to everything will be found in the description. That being said, I am Nate Sperl, and this has been the It's All Opinion podcast, episode four. Thank you for watching or listening, however you're consuming this podcast. Thank you for doing it. Uh, like and subscribe. Follow Old Milk on Instagram and Twitter at Old Milk Media. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. We're still in a pandemic, guys. So, you know, make sure you get that handled up. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.